number 22. Uh, I just want to preach out about two verses this morning, but let's read just a little bit uh, for sake of context. Deuteronomy chapter number 22, and uh, we'll begin reading in verse number 1. Deuteronomy chapter 22 and verse number 1 this morning. When you find your places, stand with me if you can enable and honor and reverence to the reading of the word of the Lord. Deuteronomy chapter number 22, and we'll begin reading in verse number 1. Deuteronomy 22, verse number 1, the Bible said, Thou shalt not see thy brother's ox or his sheep go astray. Hide thyself from them. Thou shalt in any case bring them again unto thy brother. And if thy brother be not nigh unto thee, or if thou know him not, then thou shalt bring it unto thine own house. And it shall be with thee until thy brother seek after it, and thou shalt restore it to him again. In like manner shalt thou do with his ass, so shalt thou do with his raiment. And with all lost things of thy brothers, which he hath lost, and thou hast found, thou shalt do likewise, thou mayest not hide thyself. Thou shalt not see thy brother's ass or his ox fall down by the way, and hide thyself from them. Thou shalt surely help him to lift them up again." Verse 5, the Bible says, The woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man, neither shall a man put on a woman's garment, for all that do so are abomination unto the Lord thy God. Notice verse 6, that will be where I want to deal with this morning. The Bible said, If a bird's nest chance to be before thee in the way, in any tree or on the ground, whether they be young ones or eggs, and the dam sitting upon the young or upon the eggs, thou shalt not take the dam with the young. Watch verse 7. But thou shalt in any wise let the damned go and take the young to thee, that it may be well with thee, and that thou mayest prolong thy days. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I should love you this morning. Lord, I'm thankful, Lord, for the privilege, God, the honor to be back in your house. Lord, I pray this morning you meet every need represented. Lord, if there be one here today lost, I'm done without you. Lord, I pray you'd save them for it's everlasting too late. Meet every need. Lord, I pray be with every request this morning. Lord, I pray above all you bring honor and glory unto yourself. We'll thank you and praise you for all that you've done, all that you're going to do. For we ask it in Jesus' wonderful name, amen and amen. Be seated and thank you for standing this morning. Now, notice verse 6. The Bible said, if a bird's nest chanced to be before thee in the way, in any tree, or on the ground, whether they be young ones or eggs, and the dam sitting upon the young or the upon the eggs, thou shalt not take the dam with the young. But thou shalt in any wise let the dam go and take the young to thee, that it may be well with thee, and that thou mayest prolong thy days. I was listening this week. I'll just be honest with you. I'm going to tell you how this, how this come to be. Uh, I was listening this week to a group of people that uh, had, had left uh, the independent fundamental Baptist churches. They'd left and uh, now were in these uh, uh, non-denominational kind of charismatic uh, churches, I guess you could say, and I, uh, a buddy of mine had sent me a link to a podcast and told me to listen to uh, uh, some of the things that they were saying there, and uh, they they were referring to these verses. They were uh, uh, talking about, and I'm just giving you some background, that's what I'm preaching, but uh, they was talking surely about how independent Baptists just uh, have too many standards, and I I, I I can understand that a little bit. I, I, I Let me say this, uh, uh, while I think 
think you ought to have standards, you ought to make sure they're biblical standards. Isn't that right? And you ought to have Bible to back it up. But uh, they were talking about that uh, there in verse 5, where it talks about a woman should not wear that that pertaineth to a man. And they was talking about, they was talking about how that, well, they're just getting into a lot of stuff. And uh, they went on to, they was talking about this whole chapter. And uh, one of them finally thought that he had just had the end all argument, John. And he said, uh, he, in fact, he made the statement that this chapter really was not even relevant to us today. That uh, it was written to the Jews, and he's right about that. It was written to the Hebrew people that uh, God had called out of, out of Egypt and uh, God had given them some laws here that uh, they were to follow. And there was reasons, Kirk, that uh, these laws pertained to them. And he was right about all that. But he made the statement this didn't even affect us. That uh, we are, it had no truth in it that uh, ought to be relevant to us. Now, I've got a problem with that. The Bible said that all scripture is given by inspiration and is profitable for doctrine. For, isn't that right? That it's all given by inspiration. So uh, his, his argument was this. He said uh, in that same chapter that they love to use to talk about what a woman should wear and shouldn't wear, he made this statement. He said that, uh, uh, that there was also uh, a couple of verses dealing with what to do uh, uh, if you found a bird's nest. And he said, now what does that have to do with us. And I didn't think much about it. I'd read this several times and I really didn't think that much about it. But all week, Corey, I just couldn't get that off my mind. And I, all week, not that I agreed with him, but I just thought, well, wonder what the Lord is uh, trying to show us through a bird's nest. I mean, uh, he did, Kurt, tell them what to do if they found a bird's nest. And I thought there must be some truth uh, uh, that the Lord wants us to see. So I went back and began to look at it. Uh, I preached just a few minutes this morning. If a Lord hit me uh, uh, on this thought, the gospel in a bird's nest. Uh, uh, now, some of you didn't lost me. Just stay with me. I'm going somewhere. Uh, uh, but I'm going to show you. Kirk talked this morning uh, uh, about the love of God. I'm going to take a bird's nest. Uh, uh, I want to show you something about the love of God in a bird's nest. That'd be all right. Uh, uh, there is a reason that the Lord put it there. There is a purpose this morning. And uh, Now, understand, he is writing. He is uh, dealing here in our text, uh, uh, primarily he's dealing with the Hebrew people. He's given them laws. He's given them things that uh, uh, he's given them several ways that they're to conduct themselves. In fact, he begins by if you find something that a brother's lost, that uh, you're to give it back to him. If you don't know that it's your brother's, you're to take it home uh, and for you to keep it until he come asking of it. Isn't that right? And then he said, but you're not to hide it from him. You're just He's dealing with how to deal with those things. Uh, so he begins with that. Uh, then he said, verse 4, Thou shalt not see thy brother's ass or his ox fall down by the way, and hide thyself from them, that thou shalt surely help him to lift them up again. In fact, what he's saying is, now listen to me, uh, I'm going to put it in modern day English, I'm not changing it, but what he's saying is, if you go down the road and you see your brother's car broke down, you ought not hide yourself, you ought not speed up and uh, look the other way so they don't wreck it, you ought to go help them. You ought to, isn't that right? He's giving them some guidelines that uh, if you see your, your brother's ass or his ox, that's what they fall 
armed with. That's what they uh, worked with. If you see it, bro, if you see him uh, in trouble, you ought to stop and help him. Isn't that right? You ought to uh, be neighborly. So he's given some guidelines. Uh, then in verse 5, he said, The women shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man, uh, neither shall a man put on a woman's garment. For all that do so uh, are an abomination unto the Lord thy God. Uh, so we see he's giving them things. You know what he's saying? Now listen to me. Uh, you take it however you want to, but what he's saying, Kirk, is you women ought to look like women, and you men ought to look like men. You can boil it down however you want to. That's what he said. Isn't that right? Uh, uh, now there's reasons. I don't have time to get into all that because I'm not preaching it. There are cultural uh, reasons that that could apply. There are different speculations, but uh, he's boiling it down to t- giving them some guidelines, giving them some laws uh, by which they're supposed to follow. But then in verse 6, he says, if a bird's nest chance to be before thee in the way, in any tree or on the ground, whether they be young ones or eggs, and the dam sitting upon the young or upon the eggs, thou shalt not take the dam with the young. Now, all of a sudden, amidst all this, I don't understand every bit of it, John. I don't understand him telling you that if you find something that belongs to you, you ought to keep it. Somebody, I don't understand that. I don't understand if your brother's in trouble, you ought to help. I don't understand that. I don't even understand that if a woman ought to look like a woman and a man ought to look like a I don't understand every bit of that. But I began to scratch my head, and I thought, what does a bird's nest really have to do with anything? And Kirk made a statement this morning that I want to echo. He was talking about uh, how many people are born every year and how many people die every year and uh, all these things. He's talking about how the Lord controlled that. Uh, the Lord understood that. He understands. He doesn't look uh, if it's up to you and I. We oftentimes look at right now or at the most. We'll look into the immediate future. But uh, do you realize before time was he saw the end of time? Uh, I, I mean that, that amazes me. It's incomprehensible this morning. Uh, uh, so that's the reason. Now watch this. What he's saying is uh, uh, Jessica if you happen to come upon a bird's nest uh, and we know this morning that if you find a bird's nest, there's typically uh, either going to be eggs in that nest or there's going to be young birds. That's what he said, whether they be young ones or, or eggs. Uh, uh, what he said was this. He said, you can, you can eat of that. You can take that. You can consume of that. You can, you, you can take of that. But what he said surely was take either the eggs or the young and, and let the dam or the mother go free. Uh, now, now, you say, preacher, why would he do that? Well, I tell you why. Because without the mother, those young would have died anyway. Isn't that right? They would have died. Are you with me? Yeah. And so he's telling them, take those that uh, they wouldn't survive without her anyway. Uh, and then what's going to happen is there'll be no next generation. Are you with me? Uh, you take that. You take that mother, and you get one meal. Uh, uh, but you can take those eggs and that young, and that mother uh, will reproduce again, and there'll be another. Are you with me? There'll be another. Are you with me? So he's taking care of the ecosystem, if you would, almost. He's uh, setting up some guidelines to uh, ensure that that'll continue to go along. Uh, now, I know that seems simple, but and I, that's not my message. I'm just giving you what he, what, why he told them this. Uh, uh, so he told them to take the eggs of the young ones, but leave the mother. In fact, he said in verse number 8 or verse number 7, but thou shalt 
in any wise let the dam go. What he's saying is no matter what you do, no matter what the circumstance, no matter what you come across, you let the dam or the mother go. You never take the mother. You leave the mother. You let her go, but you can take the eggs or the young. Now, you women, you got to get this. Because the young and the eggs could not make it without the mother, but the mother couldn't make it without the eggs. Are you with me? So he's given them a principle by which to follow. But I'm not so much interested in that as I want to make application to how it applies to you and I. Now, he, he had a plan, you see. Uh, uh, now, get this. Let me lay a foundation. I'm going to preach. He had a plan uh, uh, to ensure the right result. Do you see that? Uh, uh, left to man's own devices. Man would have looked at it and said, I don't want the young. That's too much work. Are you with me? Now, listen to me. Man would have looked at it and we'd have said, well, uh, I don't want the young because it's going to take several of those to make one meal. But I could take the mother that's, that's larger by nature and uh, that'd, be, that'd be better. But God said, no, that's not what I want you to do. I'm not just looking at right now. I'm taking care of in the future. So I want you to take the young but leave the mother. He had a plan in place uh, uh, to ensure the safety of, the, of, that, uh, of that species as well as to provide for man. Uh, that mother would reproduce. There'd be another meal that the man could have. All right, so we see, that, we see the purpose. All right. Now, what's that have to do with us this morning? Well, let's look at it just real quick. Notice why that first little phrase in verse 6. If a bird's nest chance to be before thee in the way... I want you to notice this morning the possibility. Now you say, preacher, what are you talking about? Watch how he worded it. If a bird's nest chance to be before thee in the way. You know what he said, John? He said, if you're just walking along one day, and all of a sudden, just out of the blue, you see a bird's nest. Is that right? Y'all got to hit me just a little bit. He didn't say if you're out looking for a bird's nest. He didn't say if you search diligently for a bird's nest, but he said if a bird's nest chanced to be before you in the way. What he was saying was if you're just out one day minding your own business uh, and all of a sudden there's a bird's nest, uh, I'm going to tell you what you need to do. Isn't that right? Uh, and I got to think about that. I thought a bird's nest is a pretty common thing. Uh, I, I mean, we all know what a bird's nest is, uh, but I dare say there's been very many of us, if any, uh, that spend much time at all getting up in the morning and saying, boy, I, I'm going to go search all over the woods uh, until I find a bird's nest. It's just not something we do. There might be some people that do, but uh, I've never done that. But I have seen several, uh, and wrong, that's always how it was. I'd just be walking along, and uh, there it'd be. I just happened to notice it. Isn't that right? And I got to thinking about that. I thought, you know what? That's exactly how I got saved. Uh, I wasn't looking for the Lord. The Bible said that the grace of God has appeared unto all men. Isn't that right? It's a common thing, but I didn't get up looking for the grace of God. I didn't get up looking to get saved that night. Kirk, I was just, I'm about to come unglued. I was just minding my own business. I was just going about my own way. And just all of a sudden, there, well, isn't that good? You say, preacher, you mean that's what a bird's nest shows you? Absolutely. It's a picture of our salvation. That It's a common thing. The Bible said the grace of God's appeared in all men. In fact, Jude referred, you remember Wednesday night we covered it, Jude referred that he would have wrote concerning the common salvation 
confusion. Isn't that right? It's common because it's appeared to all men. Uh, and so it, it's common this morning, but he said if it, if it just happens to show up, uh, if it, you just happen to walk up on it, uh, and that's how you got saved. I dare say there was one of us got up uh, and said, today I'm going to go looking for the Lord. Today I'm going to get saved. Today I'm going to get right. That's not how it happened. Uh, you're just minding your own business. You're just going about your own way. You might have come to church, get somebody off your back. You might have come because mom and daddy made you. Uh, uh, you might have even come because you thought it was the right thing to do. But you wasn't bargaining for what you got that day. Uh, uh, you're just minding your own business and all of a sudden, uh, uh, there was the Lord. Uh, uh, when you wasn't looking for him, he came looking for you. Uh, so the Bible said that uh, there in that first phrase, if a bird's nest chance to be before thee uh, in the way. Now, uh, let me say this. Uh, I see the possibility. It appears, salvation appears to all men. Uh, you don't have to look for it this morning. In fact, it goes against uh, our nature to look for salvation and to look for the grace of God. Uh, but aren't you glad for the day that it just happened to be in your way? It, God just happened to place it in your path. Uh, when you weren't looking for him, it just happened uh, uh, to show up. So we see the possibility uh, of the bird's nest. And I want you to notice for me the placement uh, of the bird's nest. You say, preacher, what do you mean? Watch what your Bible said. If a bird's nest chanced to be before thee in the way, now watch this, in any tree or on the ground. Now you say, preacher, what are you going to do with that? Well, Kirk's talking about this morning. What, what the Lord, hang on, I know it's a cross, but the Bible also referred to it as a tree. Isn't that right? Oh my, are y'all with me? I sure am glad for the night that I wasn't looking for him, but all of a sudden in the middle of my way, I just chanced to run into a tree, aren't you? I mean, I was just going about my own way. I mean, I was minding my own business, Ronald. I was doing my own thing. I wasn't looking for the Lord. And all of a sudden, I had a head-on collision with Calvary. All of a sudden, isn't that right? Oh yes, Bob said it any tree, or what do you say, or on the ground. Now you say, preacher, What's that mean? Well, there's two places you'll find a bird's nest. You'll find it right here in the Bible. You go out and find a bird's nest, there's two things going to happen. You're either going to find it in a tree. Birds are either going to, uh, most birds typically, I know all don't, but uh, they, either way, there's two places you'll find it. You're either going to find them in a tree or in a high place for, for safety, or there are some birds that build their nest on the ground. Is that right? There are. You might find some on the ground. You might find some that was built in a tree that are on the ground. The wind may knock them out or something, knock, whatever the case may be. Uh, you might find some. You're either going to find it in a tree or on the ground. That's what the Bible said. And uh, I, I liked what Kirk said this morning. Let me just say this. Uh, the Lord, uh, all these things that man think they know, the Lord orchestrated that. Did you know that? I mean, all these people that you realize, now listen to me. Math, I, I, I know y'all ain't going to believe this, but at one time, I really, really wanted to be a math teacher. I mean, I'd already started on my way, was going to do it. I've always loved math. You know why? Because it works. Yeah. No matter what, it works. Yeah. No matter what, no matter how big of a problem you give, if you, know, if you know the right way to handle it, and you know the right formulas, and you know all those things, you can make it work. It makes sense. You know why? Because it has to. That's exactly right. Now watch this. Do you realize that it wasn't all these mathematicians that come up with all these formulas? God had already made all that work before they ever... Fi- they just figured out what God had already done. Yeah. 
Y'all get that in just a minute. Kirk told me something one day sitting right back yonder when we was doing this remodel, and it blew my mind. I never thought about it. Uh, but he told, I believe it was Kirk. It might have been Kenny. I don't know. One of them did. Uh, but they said it always blew their mind that uh, you think about music, how beautiful that is, how, how, how pleasing that is to the ear. Do you realize that? What, man, I realize God gave man the ability to cut down a tree and make a piano and uh, make a guitar and all those things, and that's amazing enough. But God created those sounds. Do you realize that? I mean, God, you realize, that's amazing to me. And so, and so when man figures these things out that God had already put in the place, they used to say, Preacher, what's the placement have to do with it? Well, watch this. I run into the tree, so that's how we deal with the tree. But what about the ground? I got to think about that, and I thought, what was intended to be higher than me? And I think we could all agree to this morning that not a one of us deserve the grace of God. Not a one of us deserve salvation. We don't deserve the mercy of God. It is higher than me. John, I could never obtain it. I could never earn it. I could never work my way there. It had to be by grace. Isn't that right? By grace through faith. Not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Now you say, preacher, what are you going to do with that? What about this? What was intended to be higher than me? was brought down to me. That's what happens if you come across a bird nest. You come across a bird nest out in the woods, and you look at it and tell whether it's uh, uh, whether it, where it was intended to be. But a lot of them, John, that I've found, I'd have never seen, had something not brought them from where it was built to where I was. Are you with me? I mean, it was too high for me to see. The cover was too thick. I could never have got there. I'd have never seen it. I'd have never observed it. It was too high for me to get to. But because something, now stay with me right here, because something brought it from where it was down to me, I was able to experience it. Now watch this. You know what happened the night I got saved? Ronald, it was higher than me. It was greater than me. I was never worthy to experience it. I was never worthy to look on it. I, I don't deserve the grace of God. I don't deserve to be saved. But because of the grace of God, he brought what was higher to me yeah. to me. Isn't that right? I, he, and that, it's exactly right. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He was robed in flesh, dwelt among men. God himself come to us to die in our place. What was intended to be higher than us was brought to, uh, ain't that good? Now, that may not be helping you, but it, it does me. Now, watch this. Now, get the picture. Now, see how it goes together. Now, the Lord's talking about a bird nest. Isn't that right? And he said, if you just happen to walk up on a bird nest, uh, that's exactly what happened to me. I just happened to run into a tree. Uh, and then I got to looking around there, and all of a sudden, I seen it. Uh, and Johnny wasn't way out of my reach. It was down on my level. Uh, it had been brought to me. Isn't that right? Now, watch this. So, we see the we see the, the, the possibility. We see the placement. Now, I want you to notice this. Notice the purity. Watch verse 6. If a bird's nest chanced to be before them to wait in any tree or on the ground, now watch this, whether they be young ones or eggs, and the dam sitting upon the young or upon the eggs. Now watch this. You say, preacher, what's that have to do? I got to think about uh, now the, 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 that, that bird. I, I mean, I know, I know that bird. I'm not trying to condemn it. I'm not saying that bird's filthy or that bird's uh, nasty or that bird's sinful. That's not what I'm saying. But any time, I don't care what you look at, I don't care what kind of animal it is, there's always something in our heart. There's always something inside of us that draws us to those young ones. Isn't that right? Yeah. Now, I'll be honest with you. 
I, I, I don't know much about nuts. I'm not, I'm not a real great animal lover, but I, I have had several rabbit dogs in my life, and uh, I like to hunt with them. And I tell you this, they've been a whole, when, they, when they're little, I have little puppies. Johnny's always hard when I was a little boy. I wasn't really attached to him, but I'd look at him and I'd, think, I'd tell him, I want, I want the whole litter. I'm just going to keep the whole litter. They'd say, no, you can't do that. You can keep one. I said, well, I want them all. And then when they got a little bit older, I'd think, God, I wish I hadn't ever kept the one, let alone, are you with me? Because they're, they're a whole lot, in, they're innocent and they're, and, and they're cute and they're, they're all these things when they're lit up. Uh, but so by nature, I think we can agree we would all, if we looked into a bird's nest this morning, uh, we'd have more sympathy toward those young ones than we would that mother. Are you with me? We'd feel sorry for it. We, our heart would be pulled toward that one. Isn't that right? Uh, but that's not what the Lord said. He didn't say save the young ones. He didn't, he didn't say save the innocent. Is that right? What he said was, now listen, now go with me. Them, them, them young birds, them eggs, they're pure and they're innocent. And are you with me? There, there is no wrong. There is no blemish. There is no fault. I mean, John, they're as close to perfect as they can be. And the Lord said, if you're going to take out the bird's nest, take the innocent, take the pure, and let that mother go free. Is that right? It almost goes against our nature, Kirk. I mean, we almost look at it and think that's wrong. But he said those that are innocent, those that are pure, that's the one I want you to take. So we see the purity in a bird's nest. Now, there's, there's one group that our heart naturally is drawn to, that, I, that our minds are naturally drawn to, that we view them as pure. We, we view them as precious, we, uh, whatever the case may be. Uh, even if you think this morning you're a perfect individual, you look at a baby and your heart is naturally going to be drawn to that baby. They're so innocent. They're so pure. No matter what it may be, youth and innocence go together. Isn't that right? You're drawn toward that. So there's a, there's a group this morning that we would view as pure, those young ones and those eggs. And then there's a group that uh, we would view almost as uh, defiled, if you would, I guess you could say. Uh, so then let's get to where we really want to get this morning. Look with me in the latter part of verse 6. The Bible said, Thou shalt not take the dam with the young. So what the Lord's saying is, now that you come upon this bird's nest, it's either in the tree or it's on the ground, and then there's a group that's pure, and there's a group that's defiled, and uh, the Lord said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take, now what they're doing, you, you just stay with me, what he's telling them is, there's some out of this bird's nest that's going to have to die. Just right. That's what he's talking about. He's talking about taking them home. He's talking about uh, having a meal. He's talking about uh, eating these birds. That's the reason they took them. And he said, if you're going to do it, take the young. Take the eggs. Take those that are innocent. Take those that are pure. But let the dam go free. In fact, in verse 7, he said, uh, no matter what. Watch what your Bible says in verse 7. Let me read it so I get the word right. Uh, but thou shalt in any wise let the dam go. Now you say, preacher, what are you saying about that? Well, he said in verse 7, Let the damn go and take the young to thee. Now watch this. The principle, in many ways, seems wrong to us. In our minds, now that we see the purity, now that we stop and think about it. Now I know I ain't, no, I ain't preached real, real hard this morning, but I'm getting there. I, that principle almost seems wrong. It almost, I, when, I, when I got this far, Brother Corey, studying down here this week, I, I, I almost stopped sharing and scratched my head and I thought, I just don't know if that seems right. Why would the young have to die? I mean, Kirk, they've got their whole life in front of them. 
I mean, they've done nothing wrong. All they've done is just been born. Why would the Lord be interested in them dying and that mother going free? Wouldn't it make more sense? I mean, let's be honest. I, I don't, don't lose me right here. I'm not saying either one is right. That's not what I'm saying. But, Chris, it tugs at my heartstrings more about these babies being aborted than it does an adult being killed. I'm just being honest. It tugs at my heart more as an individual, as a human, because that baby is so innocent. That baby is so pure. That, that baby has done nothing wrong. It seems so wrong that that baby would be killed. Now, I, I'm not saying I condone it, but it just seems like a, a different level than an adult. Are you with me this morning? Now, don't lose me. Don't, no, I, I won't, I, it seems wrong. Kirk, it seems like that innocent one ought to be able to live their life. That innocent one ought to be able to go free. That ought to be the one that was older, that already lived, that already experienced. That ought to be the oh, but that's not what God said. He said, no matter what, in any wise, let the damn go free. But take the young and take the eggs. Is that right? There's a principle there all the way back in the book of Deuteronomy that, I, that interests me. You know what the Lord said? The principle is this. The innocent will die so the guilty can go free. Is that right? All the way back in Deuteronomy, the Lord said, let the ones that have done no wrong die so that the other can go free. What about that? If you realize this morning, there was a time in my life that John, I was just walking along, minding my own business. And all of a sudden, just had a head-on collision with Cal. Right, I realized, Kirk, that it had been brought down to my level. I realized it was within my grasp. I remember the Holy Ghost coming by and beginning to show my heart how pure and how holy and how right that the Lord was. That right? At the same time, he was showing me how vile and how wretched and how sinful that I was. And then, oh, my soul, thank God when the Holy Ghost come by and said, but I've got good news. He died so that you could go free. Uh, the innocent shed their blood so that you could live. Uh, he paid your price. Isn't that right? Uh, there's a principle all throughout the Bible that the innocent died uh, so that the guilty could go free. Uh, that the pure died so that the pile could live. Uh, it's a principle this morning that's found all throughout the Bible. Hey, you say, preacher, What's so good about that? Watch this, and I'm done. So we see, we've seen a lot. We've seen the, uh, we've seen the possibility. We've seen the placement. We've seen the purity. We've seen the principle all throughout the Bible. But then watch the latter part of verse seven. The Lord closed it with this, that it may be well with thee, and that thou mayest prolong thy days. What about that? You know what the Lord said? Now he, He's talking to them. To them, to them Hebrew men, and he, he, I'm going to show you what he meant literally. He literally meant, he's telling them it's the right thing to do. Isn't that right? He, he's saying that it's the right thing to do. Then he said that it, it would be, that thou mayest prosper. Then he said, and that thou may prolong thy days. What he was telling them literally in the text, as, as, to the, as it applied to them, he was saying it's the right thing to do. To let that mother go free and eat the young, that way that is pres- that, 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 that species is preserved, uh, and it would prolong their days, John, because then in the space of time, as, the, as whatever species it was, uh, that she would conceive again and have another, right? And that it would prolong their days. They could come back and eat of that same nest. Are you with me? That's what he was saying, but let's look at it spiritually. What did he say that it may be as well with thee? What about that? When I found that bird nest, you know where I was at? I was lost, undone, on my way to hell. 
There was nothing in my life going right. There was nothing in my life that was well. I was in turmoil. I mean, my, my, I mean, I can remember laying my head down on my pillow at night, even as a seven-year-old boy, terrified that I'd never, I'd open my eyes and be in hell. I can remember that like it was yesterday. But the Bible said that it may be well with thee. Can I show you something this morning? I, I don't know about your testimony. I, I don't know your heart. But I tell you this: if today is the day that you found your, you found a bird nest, you found the gospel, you found salvation in your way, and you realize where it's placed and you realize all these things and uh, you realize that principle that the guilty that the innocent died uh, so that the guilty could go free you can prosper this morning uh, that's what he said he said if you'll understand all this there's a prospering that will take place he said it can be well with thee i never forget John that night uh, as I knelt down spiritually speaking and took myself to Calvary uh, I'd never forget getting up I'm not talking about what I felt uh, I'm not, I've heard people say, well, the grass was greener and the sky was bluer. Well, that's great. That's wonderful. Thank God for it. If that's your testimony, I don't know if it was or not. All I know is I went down going to hell, and I got up saying it's well. That's all I know this morning. I don't know anything else. I don't know if the grass was greener. I don't know if the sky was bluer. I couldn't tell you what I felt. I just knew deep down in my soul. I was going to hell just a few minutes ago, and I got up saying it is well. It can be well with you this morning. Then he said this. He said that. He told them, he said that it would be well with you. And he finished up this little section with this. He said, that thou mayest prolong thy days. Let me read you a verse of scripture and I'm done. Now I realize what he was saying. I realize this morning. I know it's a simple little truth. But I'm afraid this morning we, we fail to realize a whole lot of times. Let me read you a verse of scripture. Watch this. The Bible said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Now listen to this. But have everlasting life. What did he say? Thou mayest prolong thy days. What about there's there's a principle that the innocent died for the guilty. Let me tell you what that always brings. It always brings extended life. He said, if you'll follow these principles, if you'll realize this and do this, then it'll prolong your days. There'll always be another generation of that bird that you, is that right? He yeah. was, was ensuring they had something to go to the next day, and the next day it prolonged their life. But can I say this, the fact that the, that the innocent died for the guilty concerning our salvation, you know what it brought? It didn't just bring an extended life. It brought everlasting life. Do you know what everlasting means? It means everlasting. It, I mean, I, I know that's simple, but I, I'm afraid sometimes, Kirk, we just don't quite, you said this morning, we just don't quite wrap our minds around that. I want you to realize that this morning. I know, I know, Kirk read it this morning for uh, every man, as born a man wants to die, and after this is judgment, I'll lay this body down. Every one of us will lay this body down at some point, whether it be by death or by the rapture, we will lay our body down. This mortal body will be laid down. But our soul, our spirit, 
spirit this morning will live forever. Do you realize that? Everlasting. That means it will forever last. It'll never uh, diminish. It'll never uh, wax. It'll never wane. It'll forever and ever and ever and ever. Do you realize that one million years from now, I'll still be as alive as I am right now. Heaven, one million years after that, I'll still be as alive as I ever was. Had a million years after that, and a billion years, and a trillion years, and a quadrillion, and whatever comes next, I don't know. But you multiply. I remember when I learned this in school, and it blew my mind. You can take a little number. You can take, you can take 10, 2, 1, whatever the case may be, and you can go up there and put a little, little bitty number up in the right-hand corner of that. And you know what that means? That means you multiply that number times that number times that number times that number. That exponent, are you with me? It's exponential growth. It means it takes off rapidly. It means it quickly expands. Isn't that right? Do you realize you can take you can take a billion to the billionth power, and that's how many years I'll still be alive. And it's just a drop in the bucket. You say, preacher, how come? Thank God Almighty, because the innocent died for me. He took my place. I deserve to die, but He died in my stead. And there's always a principle that when the innocent dies for the guilty, it brings extended life. But I didn't just get extended life, but everlasting life this morning. It is eternal. They've told us in school, I don't know why, I guess I'm getting off on math this morning. But they, they told us in school, they only, not only them exponents, they told us when we got a little bit higher, they, they'd come in one day and the teacher drew this up on the board. It looked like an eight that had been turned sideways. And she told us, she said, that's, the, that, that's infinity. And she said, uh, and we all laughed, cut up, because remember when we was kids, probably, they probably don't even know what, well, yeah, they do, because they just come out with a new one. But when we was kids, the big thing was uh, uh, Toy Story. And old Buzz Lightyear would say, to infinity and beyond. Remember that? And we all got tickled about that. She said, what that infinity means, that means that it never ends. It just goes on and on and on and on. There's no end to it, Kirk. I mean, it just keeps going. I, 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 I never thought I'd use that. I mean, I never saw any reason, surely, that I'd have to use that in some kind of mathematical equation. And uh, it sure wasn't going to be my bank account that just went on and on and on, never ended. So <laughs> I, I wasn't too worried about it. But they come a day, John, I remember that I, I, I had been preaching long, and it hit me one day. That's what the Lord did. I, when he saved me, it does apply to me, whether I realize it or not. I, because I live on and on and on and on. The Lord doesn't use the word infinity. He used the word eternal. And it goes on and on and on and on and on. And it never ends. What about that? Now you say, preacher, what do you say? And I'm saying this. That old fellow, you may not agree with me, but I've had a time with it this morning. That old fellow said, Deuteronomy chapter 22, what not even been our Bible. I'm kind of glad the Lord told us what to do with the bird's nest. Is that right? Let me say this, and I'm done. Everything in that Bible is there for a reason. There's a reason, and not just for what he wrote it for, there's something how it applies to your my life. Boy, aren't you glad for a bird's nest? I mean, just old common thing that everybody comes in touch with. But if it hadn't been brought down, we'd have never been able to reach it. If it hadn't been brought down, we'd never seen the splendors of it. Aren't you glad for some lessons in a bird's nest this morning? Let's stand to our feet. If musicians come, get songs of invitation.